Don't worry. Paul Swan has the wheel on The Drive, ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. Welcome back to the Thursday, February 27th edition. It's The Drive on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. Paul Swan, your host, and welcome to the program now, the head coach of the Marshall women's basketball team. Big matchup coming up on Saturday for Coach Kemper's squad as he face off against North Texas and coach Kemper with us now on the program. And this is it. This is the big one. Final regular season home appearance for the thundering herd outside of any postseason appearances, maybe at the Cam Henderson center. That's always a possibility. Uh, this is it. If you want to see these ladies in action at home. Uh, that's right. It's the last one. I guess the years go faster and faster, but I, I cannot believe we're at that point of the basketball season yet or already. Um, but but yet here we are. So um, it's crazy to me that it's senior day, but we are uh, we are getting ready to say goodbye to uh, really four four people, three players, four people that have been a, an important part of our program for the last um, you know three to four years, depending on who they are. So we're excited about that. We want to send them out with the uh, with the right message. What do these players mean to you personally as a, as an assistant coach, as a coach with the herd? You know, you, you've spent a lot of time with this program, so you best know, you know, what these young ladies have gone through in their careers at Marshall. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's, uh, and I haven't, I haven't, re- I think I have one more class that I recruited as an assistant coach. And so there's a couple in this class, Bree Tony and, and, uh, Kadeja Brooks, who, you know, I was an assistant coach when we recruited him as staff and, and got him to come to Marshall. And, um, you know, that that's unique um, for me and the perspective that, that kind of comes with that. And then, um, you know, Princess Clemens was a junior college uh, player that we signed, I think, in between my first and second year. So, um, you know, and then the, the other person we're honoring is Maggie Stanley, who's been, you know, our – our coaching staff does a great job, and I, I don't talk about them enough, but, um, you know, Maggie's a student manager, and I think any coach at Marshall, if you talk to, you know, all the behind-the-scenes work that people do on behalf of their program, um, you know, there's a ton of work that that goes unnoticed, so to speak, but uh, Maggie's been great about that. But it is a, uh, you know, it's a class that I'm going to miss them. Um, they've got great personalities. Um you know, and they've been really, really good basketball players here at Marshall as well. It's a lot of pressure, of course. Every time it's senior day, it doesn't matter what sport, doesn't matter, you know, where you're at, who you are. Uh, if it's senior day, it's sort of a, a game that's self-imposed pressure because you've got those underclassmen. They don't want to send the seniors out on the wrong note. Certainly. You know, you you, you certainly should be. Uh, it's an emotional day always for, for uh, really everybody involved and, um, you want to channel that emotion in the right way. Um, you know, you definitely want to. And I, I, uh, you know, talked to him a little bit more in depth today about that and the, the pride that you've got to play with every day for Marshall. And yet, um, you know, this Saturday takes on a little extra meaning for for your sisters and, and part of your family that's been here that is, that's going to have to move on. So, um, you know, I think it's a it's always a challenge. And uh, you know, any game in our league is and I think it's a challenge that our team is How do you, how do you mix all of that and still keep the focus? Because after this, you still have two more games before you get to the tournament. So it's not as if 
they're gone, that this is it, this is their last game. I mean, sometimes you have senior day on your last game of the regular season and you go to the tournament. Other times you have it and there's maybe a week or so before the season ends. So, you know, how do you how do you focus all that emotion and still keep them focused at the same time on, all right, we still have some more basketball to play here? Sure, yeah. I mean, I think that's, that's honestly something that we haven't had a lot of problem with. I, I think that they understand um, – you know, that's not the final time they're going to suit up. It's just the final time they're going to get to play here. And we've got, uh, you know, they'll enjoy, as cold as it is out here today, they'll be excited to go down to Florida next week and, uh, and play down there. And then obviously we're, we're really looking forward to and hopefully building towards um, a productive tournament down in Frisco. So I think that, uh, you know, that this is kind of a game that you, you sort of set aside as far as, um, you know, you're going to have, you're going to have emotional games. This is one of those. Um, and yet I think we, uh, over time, I mean, I think it's one of those things that uh, there's a lot of buildup, so to speak, and um, you want to play well in this game. You want to send them off on the right foot. And then as soon as it's done, I think, you know, they have a little bit of celebration with their family and their friends that came to cheer them on. And, and uh, you know, you, you roll right back into the next one from a team perspective. And I think that's something that they'll be, they'll be just fine doing. Let's talk about the game coming up. You've got the Mean Green coming in, and schedule-wise, uh, they're okay as well. They're ten and seven. Um, they're four and eleven in conference. They haven't been very good on the road. They're two and eight. I mean, you can look at all these numbers and, and try to break it down that way. But you know, as far as what you've actually seen, how they play, you know, what do they look like, and what challenges do they pose for you? You know, we we beat them in a what was a very important game early in the year up there, and we had come off a, a tough game at Rice and and got on the road and, and we got them and we were up up pretty good um, at parts of the game and they kind of closed the gap with pressure at the end. Um, you know, one of the things when you look at them and their schedule, if you go back, I guess it's like set, if you if you look back seven games, they went through and then I I shared this with you in the summer of this year when I looked at our early pre-conference or our early conference schedule, I knew that we had a lot of really quality teams stacked at the top, you know, and we didn't start fast, but some of that goes to the quality opponents we were playing. They have come through a stretch like that too, where I think they played Rice twice in that stretch and then they played, you know, two, three, four, maybe even a couple of those twice. And so they have, um, their record isn't great. Um, They do have a, a road record that doesn't look that good. But I do think, you know, that I guess the first time that that broke, they played UTSA in their last game, and they won by 40 at home. So I think this is a team. They took the two conference leaders kind of down to the wire, got beat recently. Um, I think it's a team that's playing better than the first time that we saw them. And, uh, you know, they, they have a big post player that didn't play the first time. She had a, a family thing. I, I believe she's from um, maybe – um, a Caribbean, one of the Caribbean islands or something like that. And she had a family think so she was gone. And, um, you know, that we struggle at times in there because we're, we're a little bit small right now um, to guard in there. So it's going to be a big challenge. And I think it's a group that um, even if you, even if you, you look at their last couple games, it doesn't look that good, but I think they're playing better. And uh, I know that all of us are hungry to hopefully improve our seats going into Frisco improve the way we're playing and the way we feel about each other. So I think they'll be hungry coming in here. Um, I'm sure they have a bad taste about how the first one went. And, uh, you know, we're going to have to – we don't have a big margin for error. It doesn't matter who we line up against. We're going to have to play well to feel good. 
Tony Kemper, our guest, Marshall University women's basketball coach, Thundering Herd taking on North Texas this Saturday, 1 o'clock tip. Thundering Herd in the Conference USA tournament. That's the good news. And, and we talked about this last week just to catch maybe a few people up who weren't listening last week when we talked before the Marshall men's game is you've got some work to do, but you're in the tournament now. And that helps you in so many ways because now you're not fighting to get in the tournament, but now you're fighting to improve your lot in the tournament. I guess it's maybe still the same, but you at least have that knowing that, all right, we've got a few games to go and we can turn this around. Yeah, no, I think I think that's right. You know, we, we're coming off a rough week where we played really two really good opponents. I mean, the bottom line is um, they've they have uh, they've made a lot of people struggle, and and we were kind of in that way. And and yet, I think in both the games we closed, um, we kind of got our heads right towards the end of it and closed better than we started. And so you hope that you've learned a little bit from that experience, and um, you know we're closer to. To being able to handle that stuff when you get down to Frisco is what you hope. But, um, you know, I, I think that, uh, you know, I think that looking at us and where we're going, this is our last home game and you want to get this one. Um, you definitely want to have a good effort. And then you go to Florida um, against teams that I guess we split with at home. And I think they're very winnable games down there when we play well, if we play to how we're capable of. And, you know, we're right in a pile of. Um, kind of seven, eight, nine seed right there, and uh, you know I know the way we feel about it. Certainly, um, seven would feel a lot better than than uh, you know eight, nine, any of those. And so you you want to continue to win games and then continue to play well. And I hope that's what we do. Just to touch on that game Saturday, you mentioned the fourth quarter. Everything was going better. I mean you. You saw what you were looking for in that fourth, which you, I'm sure you would have liked to have seen you know, the rest of the game. But what is that? You know, what makes that happen when a team just turns it on? I, I was still trying to quantify that because they're capable. It's just for some reason they're not doing it until a certain point where it feels like a light switch turned on and here they come. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, basketball is a funny sport like that in that. Um... There, there's so many possessions, and they're so – and with the three-point shot now, and we really didn't make a lot of threes in the fourth quarter, but um, you're never very far away from, you know, getting right back in the game. You know, we have a, we're down to a 30-second shot clock over the last couple of years here. That's been cut down. And, uh, you know, there's just with, – uh, with five, six, seven, eight minutes to go in the game, there's a lot of possessions left, and you can score points in a hurry. So um, – you know, I think it's kind of that and uh combination of that. And, and it is hard to – sometimes you can get teams to tense up. We've done that same thing in the fourth quarter with Leeds where, um, you know, you kind of go into a protection mode instead of staying aggressive. And I think it was – it was all those things wrapped into one. I mean, I think we finally – you know, Kia Sivils was just huge. And I think she made enough shots to get other people around her to believe as well. And then they started to make some plays too. And then pretty soon you look up and – you know, we had that game to seven, and uh, we had Taylor Pearson, who was shooting darn near 40% from three. Um, you know, she had one lined up at the top of the key that was wide open, and, um, you know, that would have cut it to four with around a minute to go. And, uh, you know, on a day where you really were out of sorts most of the day, that's pretty remarkable to have that kind of shot at the end. But, um, 
yeah, we've got to play a lot more consistently for the first three quarters, and then um, that kind of close wouldn't be needed. Tony Kemper, my guest, head coach of the Marshall women's basketball team. The ladies are in action Saturday at the Henderson Center. This is senior day, so an opportunity for you one more time to see what this team looks like on the court before they go off on the road for, well, hopefully a long time. Hopefully we're talking a long journey in the tournament. Of course, there's postseason, and really your season – isn't over after the tournament. If you win the tournament, of course, you're going to the NCAA tournament, but the good news is there's still a lot of opportunity out there for you. I know you shoot for the NCAA tournament first, but it's been nice to see that women's basketball has been able to expand and offer more postseason opportunities. Yeah, that's right. I mean, you know, we're a year removed from playing in the WBI and having a really good experience in that tournament, um, you know, beating, beating Davidson on the road down there. Uh, you know, and I know our team was excited to get a chance to play some more last year. And um, you know, we've got to get hot. We've got to close um, the gap on our overall record a little bit for that. But I think we're capable of that. So um, you know, it's a matter of putting your head down and, and finding a way to win some games here down the stretch, and then you know, go to go to Frisco with with confidence. And um, you know, you got to got to fire it down there. You got to you got to go make some things happen. And I think we're a group that um, you know, there's probably some teams that wouldn't want to play us in terms of, uh, you know, we're not afraid to try to go score the ball and different things like that. And if you get hot, then you can make some things happen. So that's kind of the plan is, um, you know, try to get it, keep it heading in the right direction going into Frisco and then hopefully get hot when we're down there. Tony Kemper joining us, head coach of the Marshall women's basketball team. Good luck on Saturday. Hopefully we're talking about ice cream next time we speak because that's the reward for all victorious Marshall teams. I, I guess that's still the reward, right? Ice cream. Well, we we if we get road wins, then they get dessert. So we wouldn't get dessert if we won this home game, although it's senior night, so I might splurge. Okay, I mean, I think that's incentive enough right there. I'm with you. I'm with you. Now, down in Florida, I might take them to the beach or something like that if they get that win on Thursday Thursday night. So. Um, we we try to reward them on the road. It, winning road games in any sport is, is difficult. So, um, you know, we like to have some fun when we're gone, and we have some extra time to do that kind of stuff. So, <laughs> that's kind of our thing: is we win road games, we get we get a little treat. How does that work, though? I'm not I'm not saying it's going to happen, but say the worst happens on March 5th, and. Y- you don't get the win, and the beach is sitting right there. You just look at them like, sorry, you're standing in the room, right? Is that how that works? Well, somebody's got to be the bad guy, you know, and sometimes it's me. So uh, we, we will have some prep work to do to get ready for the next one at that point. And, uh, you know, no ice cream, buckle down and do some studying. Where it, grades are important to me as well, so we'll, we'll do study hall instead of going to the beach. All right, Coach. I'm, I'm, I'm hoping for this. Tough, isn't it? Man, it's tough. <laughs> tough. Well, got got to be sometimes, but well, uh, they'll they'll uh, they'll handle themselves well, and maybe I won't have to worry about that. I hope so, but don't you know you have assistants to be the bad bad people? <laughs> Good cop, bad cop. That, that's uh, oh, that's right. I'm usually the bad one, though. I got it. They're there to afterwards, where they're like, "Coach is so mean." I get that. Okay, I understand. There's, there's the, everybody's got to play a role. That's, that's exactly right. Well, I hope ice cream and beach time for everybody. Uh, let's hope that that happens for you. 
That would be awesome. I would, I would love that. Good luck on Saturday. We'll talk to you soon. Thanks, Paul. Tony Kemper, head coach of the Marshall women's basketball team. So let me get this straight. They're going to be at the beach. And, um, hey, we've got young Spencer Dupuis here, my uh, my trusty uh, intern slash uh, he wants to talk. So he always, I always know he wants to talk because he, he smiles at me and he grabs the microphone. So that's my cue to either invite him on the show or he's just going to pop on. So um, let me get this straight. You go to the beach and they don't win the first game against FIU. He's basically study hall and film study and practice. That's it. No beach time. I mean, you got to do something, right? I mean, that would be if they lost at FIU, that would be two bad losses to FIU. So, I could see I could see what he was talking about. Can't even smell the the sea water. I mean, no, you can't smell the ocean. No, none of that. You're you're going to be in in the in the conference room doing film study. However that works. All right, we're going to take our break. Come back. We will uh, get you set for tonight's action. Marshall taking on UAB. We'll talk a little bit about that game when we continue on today's edition of The Drive on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. You're listening to The Drive with Paul Swan on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. Coming up tonight, it's going to be Marshall and UAB. We're going to have that game for you right here on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. I'm Paul Swan. Join me tonight at 7 o'clock for our pregame coverage. Bill Cornwell will be with me as well, and we'll talk about everything you need to know for Marshall and UAB. All you need to know is Marshall wants to beat UAB. Marshall needs to beat UAB. That's all you need to know, and we'll have the details coming up tonight. How I know that? because I talked to Iron Bennett the other day. I know that from talking to Iron Bennett. And I know that he wants to get that bad taste out of his mouth. So that's all coming up tonight, 7 o'clock, during our pregame coverage of Marshall and UAB. It's going to be right here on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930 and on our sister station, 93.7 The Dog. So what's changed since Marshall played UAB last time? Well, you look at... What UAB's been able to do. UAB, since beating Marshall, they've sort of been hit or miss. They lose against FIU, and then they go down the schedule, and they beat FAU. And then they lose to Southern Miss and La Tech. I didn't see that Southern Miss game coming. And then they beat the Texas schools on the road. And then they lose to Rice and North Texas. So they've really been hit or miss. There's a trend here. Now, their travel partners, Middle Tennessee, so they won both those matchups. They played them on the 12th and the 15th of February, and they beat them both times. And then they go on the road and lose at FAU. So what's that mean to me? Well, you look at their road record, it's not very good, especially in conference. In their last five, they're, they're only two and three. They're eight and eight against common opponents. If you look at where they are, Marshall's 10 and six against common opponents. So I think these two teams match up quite nicely. But you just look at where they've had their success. And it hasn't been on the road in Conference USA. I mean, they opened up on the road, and they didn't do well. And then they beat Marshall and Western Kentucky. Then they go on the road, and they split. And then, unfortunately for them, they they can't hold serve at home, and they lose to Southern Miss and La Tech, as we just mentioned. But And here's the funny thing. Then they flipped the script and went at the Texas schools. But – not a very consistent team. 
they come into these last few games. They won their last two, which I mentioned were Middle Tennessee, but before that they had lost their previous two, and then they drop against Florida Atlantic. So after this Marshall game, they've got UTSA on the road, and then they'll play Old Dominion at home. But Marshall's outscoring this team. If you just look at how many points Marshall puts up compared to UAB, Marshall is outscoring this team. Marshall maybe doesn't shoot from the field as well overall than UAB, but again, Marshall is scoring more. Same for the three-point line. UAB percentage-wise a little bit better. Free throw-wise, UAB is a little bit better percentage-wise. Rebounding, Marshall's a lot better at well, as of late. They've had some up-and-down spells, but they're rebounding statistically better than UAB. and Assists per game, Marshall's doing a better job of finding guys when the primary guy with the ball can't find the basket. He finds somebody else. Turnovers about even, but UAB, 14.8 a game. Steals, that's where Marshall starts to really get going. They are averaging over eight a contest. Marshall's also averaging six blocks a contest. like to get that number up a little bit more. But that's where Marshall's been very successful defensively as of late. They've been able to dictate, rim protect. They have been able to limit opportunities. And if you remember, they were solid defensively against Old Dominion. The only problem was Marshall was just not able to convert on some baskets. And some of those were easy. If Marshall was able to convert a little bit more on some of their opportunities against Old Dominion, I think that score would have been a lot different. It might have been, I don't want to say blowout territory, but it would have been a nice, comfortable lead. Old Dominion had to play catch-up. Marshall was able just to lock them down, and Marshall was able to get the win. So I'm hoping that we see more of that tonight, more of a defensive battle, more Marshall, less fouls less free-throw opportunities for UAB. I don't want to see any of that tonight. I want to see the big man stay on the court. And look, if the big man can stay on the court and then you can get Michael Byers to start heating up again, he can get some shots and be a threat. And if you get Jansen Williams to continue what he's doing and he can be a threat, not just defensively, but you got to watch out for him on the perimeter I don't know how easy it's going to be for them just to pick on the big guy. If the big guy is your primary weapon, and Tavion, he goes in a lot as well, but if you're depending on Iron and you're trying to get your offense flowing just through Tavion and Jared and your outside shooters aren't really helping, I don't know how I feel about this. But if you get a nice mix, and again, this isn't something that's just dictated. It's just what's available. But if your outside shooters are contributing more, I feel a lot better. If Jansen Williams is having a good game, I feel good about Marshall's chances. If Iron Bennett is on the floor, not on the bench, I feel better about Marshall's chances. If the same refs that were at the last game are on the floor, then I feel bad. But hopefully that's not going to be the case tonight. We'll wrap it up when we continue on today's edition of The Drive on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. Now, back to The Drive with Paul Swan on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. 877-420-TALK, 877-420-8255. That is our number when you want to be a part of the Miller Lite phone lines. Miller Lite, hold true, great taste, 
only 96 calories. It is the original light beer. Good talking to Tony Kemper earlier this afternoon on the program. And, of course, if you missed any part of that, you can go back and catch our show anytime on our podcast. That's right. We podcast every single episode of the show. Wherever you get your podcast is where you'll find The Drive with me, your host, Paul Swan. And, of course, we're going to be on the air here in a little bit as well for another round of herd basketball as we've got UAB tonight. We'll be on the air at 7 o'clock for our pregame coverage. Bill Cornwell will be with me as well. And there you'll have a chance to hear from Dan D'Antoni. We've got his thoughts on the matchup with UAB as well as Iron Bennett, Tavion Kenzie. We've got Jansen Williams. We've got Jared West. So we've got all those guys talking about tonight's game against UAB. And you can tune in tonight coming up at 7 o'clock to hear all that and get you ready for all the action between Marshall and and the Blazers of UAB. So I'm kind of curious. We've got, of course, group play, pod play, bonus play. What do we call this? They're in a pod. They're in a group. I don't see the bonus in it. So what do we call this thing? I'm not calling it bonus play. I don't know where the bonus is at. Conference USA is calling it bonus play. Spencer Dupuy, out of nowhere, magically appearing over the uh, airways here. I mean, that's what Conference USA calls it. I've called it pod play for the last two years. So, I, for what it's worth, that's what I call it, pod play. Okay. All right, there you go. It's a pod system. You're putting teams, like, that's just how I go about it. Okay. For what it's worth. Thank, thanks, Spencer. Um, I'll point to you next time I want you. That's how you get on the show. I'll point to you next time. Okay. Okay. I gotta break in. I gotta break the intern in. Still breaking the intern in. So, um, what do we got coming up tonight in conference? You, I say. Well, we have got in bonus play, group play, pod play. Uh, we got North Texas at FIU coming up tonight at seven. Then UTSA and FAU. That'll also be at seven o'clock. And then Marshall and UAB have got the eight o'clock time slot along with Louisiana Tech and Western Kentucky. So we'll see if Louisiana Tech can beat Western Kentucky. I'm going to go with the Hilltoppers in this one. I, I just think the Hilltoppers are going to win this one. We'll find out, though. And that's what's coming up tonight in Conference USA Group Bonus Pod Play. Do we have any top 25 action? Yeah, we've got actually a few matchups tonight. We've got Wisconsin tonight taking on 19th-ranked Michigan, and that's going to be a 7 o'clock game. We've got 21st-ranked Colorado facing off against the Cal Golden Bears at 9 p.m. Also, at 9 p.m. tonight, it'll be San Diego, poor San Diego, 9-20. and 20, The Gonzaga Bulldogs await for them at third in the country, 27-2. and two. And then a little closer to home, 23rd-ranked Ohio State, They'll take on the Nebraska Cornhuskers tonight. Poor Nebraska, 7-22. and 22. The Buckeyes are uh, sitting at 18-9 and nine and 23rd ranked in the country. And then coming up tonight, late o'clock tonight, late o'clock at 11 p.m., it'll be 14th ranked Oregon playing host to Oregon State. That should be an interesting one, so I'll keep an eye on that one. That, of course, will be probably tipping off just right at... 
end time of Marshall because Marshall UAB, if it goes the way I I I suspect it's going to go, it might be a long game. I don't know. At least we don't have a delay to worry about. Thankfully, we don't have a potential delay. I'm hoping that's not going to happen again. We don't have to sit around, wait, just wonder if we're going to get this game on, if they're going to tip off or not. Yeah, no no delay here, no change in the schedule. Let's just go play basketball. I'm hoping that there's a little bit more rhythm and tone to this game tonight when Marshall and UAB do tip off. And again, it's going to be on ESPN3 tonight, but you can also catch the game right here on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. Also, on 93.7 The Dog. So that's what we got coming up tonight for Marshall and UAB. We'll have a whole bunch more, a whole bunch more, to talk about this game coming up tonight at 7 o'clock. I'll have Bill Cornwell in here with me as well. So Bill will have some good stuff as well. as uh, He'll be joining me for this one. And as we mentioned earlier, Marshall Tennis, uh, I do want to remind you, uh, they've got their match with Winthrop coming up Friday at 4 p.m. at the Huntington Tennis Club. So looking forward to uh, seeing what Coach Mercer can do with his squad. Marshall 7-4. and four. Winthrop is 1-5. And, and Marshall is looking pretty good right now. I mean, you get a newly formed team, if I understood Coach completely, knocking off the number three ranked doubles team in the country last weekend. And... You've got Winthrop here, a school in which usually is a little bit better, but they're one in five. Winthrop does lead the series with Marshall five four, and when these two teams faced off in 2018, Winthrop won seven nothing. So uh, I don't know if there's any revenge factor going on here, but Marshall's got Winthrop, and then they've got on Sunday the first they have got. 11 a.m., it's going to be Miami, the dreaded, hated Red Hawks. Thankfully, Woody Woodrum is not on this show anymore because he would be calling them other names which they have discontinued, and he wouldn't care. He would not care whatsoever. See, that's the thing. Spencer, our intern, Spencer Dupuy, you you don't understand. When Woody was in here, um, I would sometimes just – have to keep a straight face because you mentioned a particular team, like say Miami. He, it would just set him off completely. I could imagine this happening. Just yeah, it would set him, him off, man. Talk to him, I could see things like that setting him off. Yeah, it just was set him off completely. And don't mention Furman around him as well. The Purple Paladins. He he hates Furman. He hates the color purple. Not the movie, but I think he does hate the movie just by the title alone. So he hates the color purple. The movie, sorry, you're a victim of just circumstance and the actual color itself. And Furman, he does not like Furman. So he, at least he's not like Dave Walsh. When I mentioned Marshall, the Young Thundering Herds, 66-6, I mentioned that game. He twitches a little bit. Just a little bit. You know he was quarterback of that game. Yeah, I know that. Okay, I don't know if you knew that. Yeah. All right. I know some Marshall history. No, I'm, I'm not questioning yeah, that your knowledge. I just didn't know if you knew that particular stat. Remember, we're talking 50 years um, since the tragedy, and 
I don't know what people know these days, the, the people who are coming into this. That's true. Yeah, it's, um, it's, it's not an indictment. It's just more of I, I don't know how much people know of the Young Thundering Herd, what they did in comparison to the victims of the plane crash, the backstory there. You know of the tragedy. In general terms, I don't know what the specifics are. And, of course, you know, the movie has given people a different perspective of what that tragedy meant. And, of course, there's Deb Novak's documentary, which I'm a big fan of, uh, Ashes to Glory. I'm a big fan of Deb's work like on that. that one as well. Yeah, it's a, great, it's a great piece of work still to this day. For my young, studious, sometimes he talks without being pointed at, producer Spencer Dupuis. And Paul Swan. Thanks for tuning in to today's edition of The Drive here on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. We're going to work on that, Spencer. We'll work on that. We're going to work on a system here. I'll point to you. Okay? Um, see it? Look. You, okay. Okay, see? Oh, good. You're working. The, the finger's working. You understand. All right. Uh, Spencer, in here tomorrow. I'm going to have an intern for you tomorrow. Oh, that'll be interesting. Yeah. I've got an intern coming in for you tomorrow. You're, the intern's going to have an intern. We'll talk to you tomorrow. Good night, everyone. WRBC Huntington, W227BS Huntington, your flagship home of the Marshall Thundering Herd and The Drive with Paul Swan, ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930.